It's the Mark Husson Show replay. 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 Sit back and expect something wonderful. Well, hello, everybody, and happy Tuesday. You're at the Mark Husson Show, and that must mean I'm Mark Husson because I'm talking to you. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get you started on the right track so you can get over to that Facebook chat room. If you're interested in doing that, of course, um, you just go to 12radio.com and click chat, and you'll see a little welcome banner up there, courtesy of my lovely producer, Christy. And above that banner is a little link that you need to fill out if you end up calling in for a reading. So I can't give you a reading if I don't have your chart, because I am not those psychics that I hire at want to listen.com. No, that is not me, except I did have this hello Dolly moment I'm going to tell you about in a minute. Um, so come on over uh, to the chat room. You have to click those little icons. It's a little, you know, Facebook is made for, I, I have to say this for me, Facebook is made for the, the young and the agile. Cause I'm like, ah, what now you have to click that little square. It looks like a cartoon icon. It says right now for me, it says uh, the number, what number are you under there? 20 now. And so that's where the comments are. And then when I click that, I see Handy. Hi, Handy Conference and Lynn. Locked. And the lovely Kelly Harmel. Hey, baby, you made it to the chat room. I'm so glad. Um, there's uh, Hey Kim and Denise and Ivy and Terry and Gabby. Hi, guys. Tris, thank you. Hi, lovely Mary Kennedy. Hi, Mercy. And then... Uh, I see April. Thank you all so much for coming in. And the wonderful Greg. Greg, you're always you start you bring such a smile to everyone's face. You really do. You're you're just that brilliant mind with that trine and air you have. It's crazy. Thank you all for showing up today. Okay, so hello, Dolly. Okay, yesterday I get obsessed for no reason. I'm singing the song in my head. Hello, Dolly, right? And um and 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 um so I like you know Google it for a minute. I'm like I see Barbara doing her little shtick uh, from the movie, and then I like get onto this Carol Channing thing. And Carol Channing was like the big Broadway Hello Dolly, and you know she's pretty amazing. They there's an interview on YouTube of her. I think it was a couple years ago. She's 93, and she is so vibrant and alive. And I'm like, wow. And it, it there's no Alzheimer's in her. Like seriously, it's amazing. So I, it was fun. I'm like, blah blah. And then I'm like reading the behind the scenes because I like to know: Are all divas like nasty? Do you have to be? Is that a requirement? Because everyone hated Barbara Streisand on the set. They just said she was. And then I was reading what she requires when she does a show, like. Everything has to be in a certain color, and the staff have to wear a certain color if they're going to enter her room, blah, blah, blah. So I'm looking at it, it says today, December 16th, was the release date, the, the first time it ever aired at the theaters. This was the official release date of Hello, Dolly. Now, that's what I mean about I'm like the clumsy psychic. I like tune into that stuff, but really, is it psychic? How do I know I didn't just brush through uh, an internet thing and saw Hello, Dolly, and it just hit my mind? See, I think we assume things that feed our little egos, and it's and that's fine. It's all good, but you have to also have way in on it in a realistic way. It's fine. I mean, you know, whatever. But um, I still don't say that that's not no big deal. But it was surprising to me, and it was this little fun moment of like, "Woo! I don't have to. I don't have to land on it meaning anything, right? We just do what we do." Okay. Um, next thing I wanted to tell you was that chart. I said, "Okay, so I send out the whip postcard, right?" I thought that you'd get a kick out of it. I had I I realized later, so I gotta make sure people know I this could be an intense image for somebody, right? So. You know, blah, blah, blah. And I get so into that and check in. Oh, my God. Um, the uh, <laughs> check in my spell check. I swear to you, I read the thing like 600 times. And I'm like, I don't need anybody to spell check. This, this is perfect. It was horrifying. Whatever. I can't help it. I'm, you know, like monkey mind, right? Which I talked about. So I send it without putting the attachment. So I turn right back around. And I send the attachment. And then the letters came in. I'm not getting the attachment. So anyway, sorry about that. Um, Christy did put the attachment on the screen. So you actually can see it now. It's that beautiful wheel. 
<laughs> with arrows in it that I can't wait to talk to you about because I think it's really, really important that we kind of look at these things through an understanding lens. But what is the things we're looking at? Well, we're entering winter. Okay, we're getting ready. We're not there yet. Do you know what that means? Basically, on a, on a, on a physical level, up here in the northern hemisphere, the, the days are getting uh, sh- uh, shorter still. Night is getting longer still every day, another minute, okay? Now, you have to believe, probably, you don't have to believe anything, right? But you kind of have to put it together in a way that your psyche feels that. You kind of like on some level, you're in tune with more darkness, right? Coming along, but it's longer. I have been, I get renewed. I do. I have been sleeping in, and thank goodness my boys, the cats, have been letting me do that because I I bow to them. Like, okay, thank you for letting me sleep another another half hour. I never do that. I'm usually up way early, Um, but it's been like this little trend of like, oh, I'm getting to sleep in a little bit. It feels really good, um, for me. Now I don't, I I don't anticipate the trend to last very long, but it's been fun. And I attribute that to this sort of like energy of the darkness kind of coming and lingering a little longer. It's the solstice. Now, this is the solstice, which means uh, on um, this is, oh, I should have my calendar in front of me, uh, and I have it on the chart, but it is on, I want to just get the date right, the 21st, that Sunday. This Sunday is the solstice. This Sunday also happens to be the new moon. It's a coincidence that they aren't all, they are not always together at the same time. So if you take a look at Sunday, with me, what we're going to see is at 3.03 in the afternoon Pacific time, the sun is going to enter Capricorn. Now, that, that is the meaning of the solstice, that moment when the sun enters zero Capricorn for Western astrologers is the first moment of winter, okay? That's called the solstice. Now, the solstice is the longest night of the year. Okay, the longest night, just like the new moon, and I'm going to explain that to you. As we get into this moment of darkness, as we get into the longest night, we pull in, okay? It's good for us to pull in. doesn't mean you can't go out, but you pull in. You start feeling, now pulling in for some people is terrifying, okay? They attribute pulling in, they attribute pulling in with depression. They attribute, like, you got to imagine in a culture of where air signs are worshipped, <laughs> you are fire and air. You guys are worshipped, everybody, because you're fearless and you can jump out there and you can dissociate and you can go. The earth and water signs are like feeling all this stuff, right? Not that you all don't feel it, but you distract from the feelings a lot easier. And so when you're like, blah, 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 I got to do this, got to do this. That's why you hear in Aries when it's gloomy out, they are so bummed. One day of no sunshine, the Aries friends are like about to die. They can't get out. Okay, we all suffer for that. So you all, we all pray for sunshine <laughs> to get out the door. The point being, um, when if you're in touch with it, those people who love that sort of activity and stay distracted and oh, let's do this, this, and this. Those are the people running from that inner sense of like, what's in there? What are you running from? Why, why can't you stop for a minute and see what is ticking in your belly? It comes from an old wound. That says your feelings want you to do something with them. I've talked about this before. You guys, really, for some of you, it was a, it was a moment. But your feelings, we think our feelings need us to act on them. So we don't want to go in there if the feelings are dark. If your feelings are in line with the daylight and sunlight and nighttime um, and we're getting longer nights, your feelings might be getting a little bummed. And so a part of you might be going, um, I don't want to feel that. Because what do I do when I get depressed? What am I supposed to feel? What are you supposed to feel when you get depressed? You're supposed to feel it. Take it, strap in the roller coaster, strap in and let it take you. You have to have some trust here. Okay, but more than that, where are you choosing to identify? Are you a feeling or are you someone having a feeling? If you're your feelings, yeah, you better be afraid. Because they can get dark, and then that means you're dark if you're identifying with it. So in other words, there's got to be a chooser here, a part of your mind that decides where it will identify. Am I going to identify in my feelings? Am I going to identify with my thoughts? 
Or am I not going to identify with either and choose another way or choose another thing to identify with, like identify with my God mind or identify with um, the person watching these two battles go on in my body? Okay, so you have a choice where to put your attention. Those of you that are terrified of your feelings and what they might what they might come with are probably just more have a propensity to identify with the mind. And the mind and the feelings have a notorious battle sim- symbolized by Atlantis, symbolized by Atlantis and Lemuria. Remember, it, the Lemurians were the tribal people. They felt the rhythm, okay? The Atlanteans were the mental people. They uh, they honored spirit in their minds. They hated each other. <laughs> they didn't trust each other. We act that out every day within ourselves, within our relationships. Tell me you are not and not been in a relationship where one of you was clingy and one of you wa- uh, was unclingy. One of you was detached. And that's acting it out right there. Okay. So we act out this drama. Then tell me that at some point that relationship didn't turn around where you were the one. Ugh, and they were like, well, I kind of miss you. <laughs> or you went on to another relationship where you were that person. It rotates. It depends on what we're working out. Okay. <laughs> it's fun. It's crazy to watch, but you see it in our culture. The acceptance of women, the acceptance of the, the male aspect, male being the, the t- traditionally the mental aspect, women being the nurturing, the emotional aspect as a metaphor. Okay. Don't get me into technical shit like that. I don't care. But the idea is a metaphor. The feminine aspect is the receptive aspect within us. Be proud of that. Okay. The masculine aspect, and it's not just men, but the symbol of men, the masculine aspect is the aggression, the distractive, the mental. And those two typically have a disdain and and it's simultaneous like interest in each other, but we internalize it. That's why like in my industry, the psychic industry, one, two, listen.com, it's honoring, in my opinion, the feminine aspect of the culture and it is frowned upon. Do you understand that? The psychic intuitive guidance that we offer, that we go out to, to reach out to the world is frowned upon as parlor games, as silly, as, uh, Praying on the weak, right? Because because the 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 Wall Street culture doesn't do that. <laughs> Whatever. That's my point, though. It's honoring the feminine, and so um, I'm proud of that. But it is a dark horse to ride because when you go to family gatherings and they say, "What do you do?" or somebody comes over, the plumber, "What do you do?" I pause because. I, I don't really want to tell the truth there because I don't know them well enough to d- expose that. It's like when someone goes, are you gay? It's like, well, who, what other culture has to expose their sexual preferences? I don't understand that either. Okay, so really objectively looking at this, this cycle that we're in is a feminine cycle. The, the entrance toward Capricorn is entering a feminine cycle, a feeling cycle. Now, next week I'm going to talk heavy duty about Capricorn and why this is this tricky little sign that's very underrated, in my opinion. Because do you notice, as you go from Aries to, the, to okay, like let me do it with you: Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra. The first six signs. They're pretty like straightforward. They have to do with our identity and the things we want in life and how we communicate. But then when you go into Scorpio, oh my God, you know, you take this leap into hell, right? And Sag, the quest for like the, the mundane versus the godlike and, and Capricorn, the, the Kronos eating the children. They are complex. The issues become, oh my God, so much different on the second six. Now you have all of them. So this isn't an aggrandizing of a particular sign or a particular group of signs. We have all of that within us. But when we look individually and we focus on that, this changes. This, this, it sort of gives you a little depth. The Capricorns are not just like they, they, they're the workhorses. They're the people who love to work. That is so, that is so like minuscule compared to the depth of this sign. This sign is incredible at survival, ridiculous. It's also incredible. I mean, the shadow of a Capricorn is is like ruthless. It's like a ruthless leader. Capricorns can turn that emotional sense off. I mean, that's how they survive. You land a Capricorn anywhere in the world, blindfold them, drop them, they will survive. They know how to do it. They come in with it, okay? When they get in their insecure mode and their shadow emerges, they are the dictators, true dictators, 
okay, in a different way than than Aquarius is, because Aquarius is also a dictatorship in that way, and so is Taurus. But when you the fixed signs, right? But the Capricorn dictatorship is the sort of like. Um, the end justifies the mean. Nixon was a Capricorn. The, the, I'll do whatever it takes to have this be the belief I want. Okay. That's the darker side, but it comes from this ability inside of them. Martin Luther King, Capricorn, to have a dream, to bridge, to bridge that, to build it, to go for it. And, and it's a, it, the shadow side gets is the unconscious when that isn't happening, what we're, we're willing to do. Okay. Brings us to our chart. Let your eyes gaze upon the chart really quickly. And let's take a look at the, what's happening this weekend. Now, I want to say something today. I believe it's today. Let me look. Mercury goes into Capricorn tonight at about 10 till 8 uh, Pacific time. So about mid, wait, is that midnight? That's about 11 o'clock East, East Coast. Mercury goes into Capricorn. Now, whenever something enters Capricorn, we're suddenly, contrast that to Sagittarius, the spiritual fire sign, the looking up, seeing the truth, the gaze, the hope, the wishes, the spirituality, the, the excitement about the future, Sagittarius. Capricorn, the sign after it is not about those things. Capricorn gets it. The Capricorn goes, and what what do we need to do to get there? In order to get there, you got to get rid of those rose-colored glasses and let me see what you're really thinking and let's see what's really going on. Stoic, sobriety. Capricorn takes us into sobriety. That's what makes the holidays so tough. In my opinion, the stoic sobriety of Capricorn is what makes this holiday tough because we don't get to tra-la-la and deck the halls around it. Now, luckily, we got to tra-la-la and deck the halls around it when we were in Sag, brighten us up. You know, I've, I've always said it. If there's a holiday that requires candles, that uses candles, our, our ancestors knew, <laughs> knew that it was going to be grim. Okay, birthdays. People don't like birthdays. Birthdays are hard. It's the solar return. That's why birthdays are tough. It's not tough because you've, you, you've aged. Birthdays are tough because the sun went back to the place it was when you were born. And all the issues of that year, all that issue that comes up to, to allow you that new birthing process are in front of you. And it makes it a little insane. It makes it hard. So we're in a holiday of light because it's, of course, it makes sense. These would be the light holidays, the light, the holidays of light, the Yule, the um, Hanukkah, um, Christmas, uh, Kwanzaa. Um, now, Kwanzaa is a, was, started out as a political statement against all the hype of, uh, Christmas. Uh, so it, I don't know enough about its history, about it being a light, uh, one that uses candles and light, but I do know. Uh, from the research I've done, that it was it was a, a more modern tradition. The the older ones, the the Hanukkahs and Christmas and the um and Yule, uh, were started as a celebration of uh well at least Yule did start as a celebration of Christmas. Now there's all the theory that the Christians when they were destroying the pagan world and the Christians killing in the name of God, and the Christians who were so appalled that jihadists. And they, and they have to look at their sordid past, uh, murdered a bunch of people in the name of their religion. And so they took a lot of the holidays over. I mean, it's no coincidence that Yule and Christmas were only two days apart. And I don't need to get political on you. I'm just saying, like, you, most of you know that by now. If you open your eyes a little bit and get out of the mythological reasoning, get more Capricornian in your look of the history and the past of the holidays, you'll see the correlation and, and it makes sense. I mean, this is what you do if you're going to sell a group of people into your way of thinking. You find out what they're thinking and who they're worshiping and you sort of take it over. Okay. Um, no judgment. And in, in, seriously, I wasn't there. I'm just telling you the point of the light holidays. Okay. Because they're intense. And as we get into this sober nature of Capricorn, we are going to be facing this solstice with a new moon. Now, those of you that listen to me regularly know that a new moon is when the full moon starts shedding light. We're inching closer to a dark territory. We're inching closer to, we're releasing, right? When a full moon is getting dark, it's releasing light. It's letting go. That's why during the full moon cycle, you should be releasing, releasing the blocks to the things that have um, been in your way to feel life, releasing bad habits. Bad habits are a great thing to do under a full moon, 
Okay. A lot of people invoke things like bring things to them. I mean, you're in charge of your reality. I'm just saying like to go with the flow of the energies around you. It's kind of neat to see the release of light as a release of things that are in your way. Okay, until we get to this uncovering, like the onion peeling to our feelings. And inside of our feelings as the new moon approaches, which is this Sunday, you're going to get closer and closer and closer to your feelings. Have you noticed? I mean, have you noticed? And and doesn't it seem like the news gets a little darker? Sometimes it does uh, to me. Get a little like the children, they they just, you know, they, they attacked a school um, in, uh, I think it was in Pakistan. Um, the tragedies of our world become so much more illuminated sometimes as we lose light to the moon. And it's a symbol of us getting closer to that place inside of us. Now, here's what I want to ask you. Are you willing to step in to that dark room to get your little kid and hold their hand and have a chat with them about it, the observer mind in you? Are you willing to do that during a new moon? Because if you are, you have an incredible chance of, of not only getting through it, but of getting through it with a sense of joy and hope and optimism and, and the magic that you look forward to. Now, distracting yourself and, and, you know, going to a bunch of parties and throwing a bunch of parties, that's all great. I don't have any judgment on that at all. In fact, it's nice when people do that. I've never been able to pull it off during this season. Um, but I mean, I don't get depressed. I get, I get sort of like, meh. But And I want to. I put lights up. Sometimes I put lights up. I did this year. I put lights on the inside and I have like little areas with twinkling lights and I might try a new kind of LED light so it can stay on all the time. It doesn't get hot and it twinkles and changes shape and all that. Fun, fun. Um, but momentarily in that time period, as you know you're approaching a place where it might feel a little lonely, you're not that loneliness, okay? You recognize the loneliness, you, you can identify with it, so you think you are lonely. But if you could look at loneliness in you as a part of you, that's why it's so fun to, and it's so useful to project that as a child. You might go in there and hold the hand of that child and be a voice of light, be a voice of optimism and encouragement. And I don't like to tra-la-la things. You know, I'm not a big new age, oh, love and light guy, right? You all know that. <laughs> but I am a big guy on if you're feeling unsafe, you have an opportunity and an obligation to not do what our parents did to us when we were feeling unsafe, which was like, there's no ghost under the bed, go to bed. Okay, we can do whatever it was differently. And your parents might have been amazing and, and held your hand and you got that training in you. I didn't. Mine was go to bed, shut up. And I had to learn how to build a voice inside of me, that observer mind, that other voice that said, hey, I get that you're scared. And it isn't, it isn't there's no reason to be because I'm here for you. Now, we can't be there for the fear, for the child that's afraid, if we're identified with the child. If we think we are afraid, I'm afraid, then there's no one else to protect me. I have to look to you to do it or I have to, you know, call somebody <laughs> who's already busy and can't do it. But if I recognize it as a part of me that's afraid, a part of me that's alone, then I have a chance to embrace that part. On this new moon, you might get sober. You might feel sober. You might feel alone. You might feel like you're not doing enough. The little inner critic pops in. You aren't that voice because the observer you has no judgment. So when you're feeling judged, it ain't you. That's a part of you. That's the critic in you. That's the part that learns something from somebody else. So you have a chance to opt out of it. I'm asking you to do that with me on the winter solstice. And in order to make sure you're not really alone, we are having the advisors work 365 days a year at their choice. I don't make them do it, but they will be here for you and we'll throw sales on and we'll make sure that it's not scary for you. But you know, when you call one to listen, you just, you put money in first and then you only spend that money. We don't just take it right off your credit card. You put your money in, you budget yourself. It's safe. We've never had a complaint around the money issue, honestly. People, if, and if you put too much in, we'll just give it right back to you if that's what you want. So I'm asking you to take care of yourself this holiday, whatever that looks like, and to remember that you have a choice on what voice you listen to, okay? You really do. Now, I'm going to be on the radio tomorrow um, with a guy named Bob. I'm going to post that. Bob is from England. 
I think it's Bob Brown. I didn't want to say it, but I think it's Bob Brown on Blog Talk Radio. He's adorable. And he invited me to be on a long time ago, and here it is. And it's tomorrow, and it's about the same time. It'll be about 1 o'clock. It's Blog Talk. I'll post that up so you guys can see it. But I wanted you to know, and I wanted to do him right by announcing it. Hey, Christy, let's take some calls. I want to talk to Barbara if you see her there. Oh, hello. Hi, Barbara. Oh, hello. Oh. I can't believe I got through. How wonderful. <laughs> hey, Barbara, is yeah, your player on, sweetheart? Because I hear me. Uh, my pl- oh, that's okay. Good, good, good. Thank you. Okay. Hey, Barbara, how you doing? Well, I'm doing great. And, you know, I just listened to your two-hour Saturn show with <gasps> Mo and CA, and it was awesome. You guys are great. Well, you know, it was our first attempt at it, and later I thought about it, and I went, oh, my gosh. Are we There's so much more we need to talk about. But it was a great bust open, and you guys have shown us that you're open to it. So I think we're going to continue them. And I'm so excited that you got to listen to it and that it was okay for you. That's awesome. Yes. Hey, um, go ahead. Yeah, ask your question. What's What brings you to call in? Well, you know, I've been working. Working really focused on work and getting um, a new line of work going, and I'm doing a lot of study. And um, I'm wondering if you see any opening for me to work collaboratively with some with a group because I really feel like I'm feeling isolated. I really need some socialization in my life. That's one question. Um, do you okay. see that happening? And a collaboration. Okay. Well, yeah, I, it would be wonderful to work collaboratively so I don't feel so isolated. Um, and um, do you see anything really good happening for me next year? I, I guess those are the questions. I want okay. some good news. <laughs> Let's find good news for Barb. Okay, Barbara, here's the thing. Right now, um, Jupiter's just crossed your, your Leo rising. You're a Sag, you're a Leo rising, and you're a Virgo moon. Um, so people listening, if they have any of those, they, they, they can pay attention. Now, what that means is um, right away I see that Jupiter in Leo has opened you up and it's made you hungry to connect with others. It's opened up your creativity. It's starting to get recognized. Um, I think we're going to see in the spring Jupiter crossing your money house. It's going to go into Virgo. It's going to hit that moon of yours for an entire year and a half. What we're going to see is an expansion for you and and a good one too because Virgo moons – actually don't like collaborative things. They kind of like end up getting a little like bugged by it. So the good news is <laughs> that you want to do that. Um, all I'm going to do is caution you against uh, two things. One, overcompensating and selling yourself, like just merging with what the group says. And two, um, I think you naturally take charge of groups. Am I wrong about that? Um, I've done that at times. Um, yeah, I think that's a a role that I've done, yes, but not very often because I'm really kind of introverted and yeah, you are. don't belong to too many. Groups. I know. That's why I'm looking at this group thing as a temporary urge of your subconscious mind to pull you out into the world. But I don't think the solution is to work in a group. I think it starts with a group maybe or starts with getting ideas from other people. But honestly, let's face it. You like working alone. You are you you do well alone, but you like the simulation of others. I can see that here. Um, but I don't want you to make a hard, fast rule like I need a group. I think it, that could be changing, and, and I think that's that's really good for you. But I think more you need a network. I think you need a network of people you can talk to that you don't that don't have any control over what you want to do. Does that make sense? Yes, that'd be great. Okay, so hold that intent. Don't think I need a, like a group of people to work with or several partners. You need to always be in charge of your company, but have consultants and have a network. So start looking for a network of like-minded people because I think that's going to come really easily. Secondly, I think the good news that you're looking for, that, that Jupiter on your moon, oh my God, you're busting up some old rules. You're getting some good ideas. You're, you're, you, there's something urging you to learn something new, to crack open what you thought was true and, and bring it together to a new learning kind of uh, energy. And that's what I think is, I'm inviting you to do is take a look and see if there's any schools or any alternative 
studies that will contribute to what you want to do because otherwise you are a natural at creativity. You're, you're, you're a Sag. You've got it in the house of, of the, the fifth house of creative energies, of children, of bursting open with ideas. You have that. And I think the most important thing about that is to let that find its voice on its own. And I think that you're in a cycle now where Jupiter's saying, Hey, there's nothing holding us back. And I think when you see this spring, I think you're going to see an incredible shift for, um, uh, the financial and the security aspects of it. But you are a loner in that sense. I want you to, to honor that, but you do need the input of people. You need the praise of people. You need people to really appreciate what you're doing. And that's not in a negative way. I think it's just like that helps you as a guidepost that you're in the right direction. Does that kind of make sense? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. I want to know that what I'm doing is making a difference for people. That's right. That's right. And I think that you're somebody that is so important for a Sag. And I can tell you that I think you are always in confidence that you will. It's your natural duty to make a difference. And the fact that you look out to see how the people are responding, tell yourself this and remember, it's not because you need the praise. It's because you use it as guidance on how you're doing in the direction you want to go. You're going to be fine. This is a beautiful Jupiter cycle for you. All of your planets are at the lower part of the chart. Jupiter just started going to the lower part of your chart. It stays there for seven years. Great. So if you go back to 2002 is when it all started, this cycle again in the past. Okay. Okay? That help you? Yep. Barbara, yes, keep your chin up. Great. It's going to be amazing. Don't don't let that Virgo moon okay. get you. I hear the Virgo moon in you. I just heard it. <laughs> it Virgo gets all like, oh, I start analyzing it, and I'm not sure that's enough, and I get it, and I do understand it. It's like just hold her close. It's going. You're going to see the openings happen. You're just busting open some new territory right now, but really there's nothing in your way to keep you from smiling during this cycle. Oh, by the way, Saturn's going to go into Sag on the 23rd. Remember that? Yes. It doesn't touch you next year. It touches you the year after. And that's when you start solidifying things. So next year is kind of about your exploration and your play. Just like start feeling it out because Jupiter's on your side. And then when Saturn goes into Sag on your Mercury and your sun is when you get serious. Is when, okay, I'm taking this to another level. Great. Okay? Okay. All right, baby. Thank, Thank you. you so Bye, uh -huh. Barb. Happy birthday. Thank you. Brenda, you out there? I'm here, Mark. Hi, Brenda. Hello, how are you? I'm good, Aries, that you are with a Pisces moon. You know you have a lot of Pisces, don't you? No. You have a lot of Pisces. <laughs> you Pisces you're like, no. And the Capricorn rising, so it's like you're – It's like think about this. You're an Aries. And you have it in the house of like Gemini. So you're ferocious for information. You're a little wizard and you're smart and you're quick. And then you have this Pisces moon that just sort of feels everything along the way. You feel people. I mean, this is a built-in therapist, really. This is the kind of person that would be like, whoa, but almost too much. Like, you know too much. And that Capricorn rising just paints you as stoic and upright and like you can fool anybody with what's going on underneath it's a sweet chart but you do have a lot of pisces so you do a lot of feeling about others and it does affect i think how your days go just in in a mood sense so what brings you to call in uh that's you've nailed it <laughs> um i <laughs> i married at 16 years old and my husband was 18 and we've been married for 37 years we worked together for 27 years, and in the last two years, my body kind of broke down from the stress. Oh. So we've sold everything. <laughs> we worked together in our own business, and now I'm just trying to recoup. Gotcha. And get my health back and get my... And yes, I care about everyone way too much. I've taken care of everyone since I was 16 years old. Oh, Lord, yes, it's so there. Well, you know what's so funny? Your North Node is in Leo. And it's not funny in a funny way, but it's funny in an odd way because it speaks so so many volumes to this. North Node in Leo is what you came here to learn. What you came here is the North Node. You came here to learn putting yourself first. Isn't that interesting? And the interesting thing about it is when you don't do that, sometimes you're given situations where you're forced to do that. 
So what a better way to put yourself first than to have your body break down? Because um, then what else can you do? You have to pay attention to what your body's doing. You're sort of being forced to take care of yourself. And, and I'm not saying that's a – I don't want to aggrandize what you went through because illness is really scary and, getting, and, and having your body break down is just not fun at all. But – Right, I feel like it's drained all my energy. <laughs> I know, and that's so hard for um, a, a, an Aries to feel. But can I tell you, Pluto's getting ready to cross your ascendant. It's it's in Capricorn, and your ascendant's in Capricorn, and um, it's also so. First of all, we have this fight, this battle going on with the part of you that's very powerful, and the part of you that can change the world, and the part of you that control the world, and the part of you that. Um, feels like you have a duty and responsibility to take care of everybody. Okay? There's this there there's a they're fighting. And the fight ends. It'll be the well wait, well no no no. It 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 the third part of the fight ends in December and but it it starts ending by spring of 2015. In other words, that battle that you were supposed to learn from this battle, it's it's coming to a close. And by spring we're going to know that it's over. You don't, won't feel that stress anymore. You won't feel that, you won't feel that push against the world anymore. You won't feel like there's a choice you need to make. There is a definite desire for you to break free from the routines that you've been under. Um, January of this year is going to be the final hit of Uranus on your son. It's going to say, I am a voice. I'm independent. This is what I want to do. I think what you're going to do is renew yourself. And I think you're going to come back here with back into your life with this sense of, um, oh my gosh, I, where has this been my whole life? An understanding in the depth that you didn't know, uh, was, was going to be useful to you. And I think when, um, I mean, I'm convinced that this year is like, this has been struggle because of that Pluto squaring your son. It feels isolative. It makes you feel sometimes that you're just wrong, that you made the wrong choice. It can make you feel that Capricornian kind of depressed. But I have to tell you, with your beautiful placement of Aries, son in the third, you have so much to teach, to give, to speak to. And if you just ride this out knowing that you're going to get this renewal, and the renewal is going to come by spring of this 2015. That's only a few months away. So you might as well rest while you can. This renewal comes and it allows you to look at who you are and what kind of things you want to contribute to the world. And they'll be at your fingertips. And it's just going to get sweeter. So Saturn and Scorpio hit the top of your chart. It's probably a couple of years ago when you, when you turned things around and started pulling in. It's now just supporting everything that you're about with regards to all that Aries. It's going to go into Sag. It's going to make you strong. You're going to get strong, Barb, and you're going to make choices that are going to support you. And then there's going to be this grand trine and fire. You're just going to be lifted. So, I mean, the thing is, don't let the moment depress you. Don't let your, your mind go, look at me. This is ridiculous. You're analyzing it way too deeply. And I think the idea is I'm just in the ride. The ride is going to change. It, the, the, it, for every dip in the roller coaster, there's a, there's a place we go up. And so that's changing. And, and Neptune's sort of bringing you a spirituality. I strongly suggest you start using your spirituality to play with because Neptune's right there on your moon. It just sort of offers you these gifts. So use your manifestation, use your desire to dream, but you're going to come into your power and it's going to be huge. And I think the big thing is for me is that you do that with a sense of trust. So you ease your stress a little bit. Am I helping at all? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Bless your yeah, heart. It's, it's been a road, it's, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it has. And I've always taken care of everybody and everything. And, and now it's my turn. That's yeah. Funny. And you know, by taking care of yourself, Barb, you show people how to do it. You're still taking care of them. But you're showing them how you can still be a loving being and put yourself first. It's a big one. And I, and I really yeah. want you to practice that. I really want you to appreciate what you've been and who you are for these people. And you'll always be that for everyone around you. But it's, there's a way to do that that never zaps your energy ever. Right. You're a gift, and baby. Yeah. And you don't have to turn it into any sort of should. Just be appreciative. Go to that place where you appreciate who you are and what you've been through. And you're showing people now how to care for yourself. How to care when the, when the body says, okay, it's time. You go, okay, I'm putting my attention here. And this is how we do it without judgment. This is how we do it with compassion. And this is how we do it without severing ties with people. You're the one that's going to pioneer this. You're, that's where your brilliant mind comes in. 
Okay. Big hugs well, to you, Brynn. Huh? Wait to grow up. Don't have children and get married when you're in your teens. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, don't regret. Girl. No, no, no. You're going to, you love little. what you did. No, that's so sweet. And yeah. I know what you mean. You did it early. <laughs> but you know what? How many people could meet someone that would hang with them that long? Both of you, right? Oh, let me tell And then work together for 27 years. <laughs> Honey, that is a big contract. That's huge. That's amazing. Yeah. You got to pat yourself on the back. No regrets. Don't go into regret mode, okay? okay. I don't ever want to hear you regret it. I don't want to hear you regret it playfully. I don't want to hear you regret it to yourself. That was a gift you did. You pulled something off that is nearly impossible to do. I know for a fact that was a soul agreement that you made to learn whatever it was the gift is that out of that. I won't even try to get. But it, it brought you to this moment. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Listen, have a wonderful holiday, Brenda. And I definitely appreciate you calling. Thanks. Thank you, honey. Take care of yourself. Let us know how you're doing. You're going to pop out. You're going to feel great. I know it. Okay. I'll let you know. Okay, baby. Thank you. Uh-huh. Okay, we, um, we're going to talk to a Sag, another birthday girl. God, I just had a birthday, Suzette. Hello. Hey, Suzette. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. Actually, I've been really emotional lately, and I was wondering one thing about that. Okay. And another thing is, is we're going to, I'm near Chicago, we're going to Florida, and we're looking for a house there, and I wondered if it was possible I'd get it like the first part of the year, maybe. Okay, do I see a move first part of the year? Let's start with the emotions. You are cracking through a lot of stuff. Neptune is opposing your Saturn. A lot of stuff from the past, Suzette. Is it emerging in you? Do you notice that at all? Well, kind of, I guess, yeah, in a way that I could look at it that way, yeah, because I kind of feel like, well, it's all, a lot of it's behind me, and I don't have as much to look forward to. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So it's a despairing kind of feeling, right? Yeah. Okay. In, when Neptune hits Saturn, sometimes what it does is it sort of allows our sense of uh, what's wrong to leak out in an emotional way. And so we look at the world through these tainted glasses that are like the problems or what I'm seeing first. Um and I just want you to know what you're doing in a way, and I and I use this analogy very carefully, it's like popping a pimple. And when you pop a pimple, all the junk comes out first. It's ugly. It doesn't feel very good. And then there's clarity and there's emotional release. If you'd be willing just to let those feelings be like what we've talked about, just have them. It doesn't matter. But don't attach a cause to them. Don't attach, oh, it's because of this or that. Just just watch them. And let your mind make it up what it, what it thinks it is. Because a feeling when it's felt disappears. Just have your feelings. It's okay. Just don't analyze them. Well, it does disappear later, but every every day it happens. (laughs) Every day they come back, exactly. But it's still part of the purging process because what you're looking for, I think what happens is you get involved in some worry thinking. Um, You're an Aries moon in the eighth house, so you tend to think very quickly. You tend to want things to happen yesterday, and then you tend to think worst case scenario. Am I wrong? Right? You got it? Okay, so here's what I Okay. So Saturn's going to go into Sag. It's going to it's in your fourth house of the home and then it's going to trine your moon which means it's going to make this beautiful aspect to your moon and you're going to start feeling a sense of support as of Sunday. And then Saturn's going to stay there and I really think you have a good chance of finding that home. Um and I think that once and I think it's going to pop for you when watch that Sunday when Saturn goes out of Sag, okay? Let's just see if you're not feeling a little different. Um, because it's very close. It's like you have a Chiron at zero degrees, uh, Sag. And I think that Saturn Chiron connection is going to help you have a breakthrough. Now the, the feelings are going to ebb and flow. To me, the feelings are about you afraid of the future. Okay. I'm just putting it out there. I think you're worried about the future. Okay. And I think that, that remember if you had a child who was sitting there worried about the future, would you go to that child, that little girl and say, you should be. Right, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Right, you I know. Yeah. Okay, so you got to bring, you got to be compassionate. You're not lying to yourself. 
You've just got to go, look, I know a part of me is afraid. Maybe I have a reason to be, all those things. But I also have a life. And I also need to hold this little girl. And I also need to have a belief in something. So you have to be compassionate during these tougher times. And these are tough times. I mean, there's no question about it. Neptune opposing your Saturn is kind of like, ugh, everything that I've ever feared, I get to feel. What? And and you're taking it and you're making it real. So sit with your little girl through the movie of those moments. And just be with her when she gets freaked out. But the truth is, we're going to see some opening occur. You're a Sag. You're a child of Zeus. Nothing. Sages have the best luck in the world. And so we I know, know that's, the first time this has happened to me. <laughs> okay, so see, that's like, but isn't that little bit being a spoiled child? <laughs> like, you got the world, <laughs> yes. and the one time you don't get the present when you want it, it's like, eh, I'm depressed. It's like, <laughs> you got to stop that. <laughs> that's so cute. Okay, so you I have. I, really, I Go ahead. Yeah, I know. I have three kids. One's a Leo, one's an Aries, and one's a Sagittarius. No, I love it. Oh, my God. That is so funny. (laughs) You are so blessed, too. That is so sweet because you've got a grand trident fire around you. These kids have faith. They have good luck. They believe in things. You do the same. You're just having this moment where Neptune's opposing your Saturn. You're feeling like, ugh, you're feeling that for some reason you can't pull your attention out the way you used to. So in that case, hold that little girl until you can. It's not going to last forever. This transit will change. There, You always okay. get what you want. You really do. It's a beautiful, beautiful cycle for you. Did you have a good birthday? Yeah, it was okay. But I just wanted to tell you, every time this happens, which it happens almost every morning now, I go, this has to be in my chart because I don't know what this is. <laughs> It is in your chart. It is. It's the Neptune-Saturn opposition. And I'm making light of it because I don't want you to. But it is. That only happens once in a lifetime, okay? Okay. And, and it's really the last hit. Get this. January 26th, it's over. Forever. Oh, great. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Oh, no, you're going, wonderful. I got 26 days. I got to face this. <laughs> no, it really is. No, just oh. to know there's an end. <laughs> there is an end, honestly, and it's really it, – it'll end quicker than that date because it'll start lightening up. But really, no, that's it. It's the third hit. You've had this for almost a year and a half. Yeah. Right? So we're talking about a month yeah. left, not even, okay? Right. All right. I'm giving you a big hug. I'm wishing you a beautiful, beautiful journey. I hope you'll let us know if the house comes through for you. But if it doesn't, you are still got the luck. It'll be because there's an even better one waiting. That's definitely your story. Right. You're a sweetheart, yeah. honey. Good luck well, to you. Thank you, Mark. And I listen to you on Hey How. I've listened to you for years and years, You're and I so love to sweet. hear you and bless you. Thank you, Suzette. That's sweet. Happy holidays, sweetheart. Take care. Okay. Bye. You too. Bye bye. Thank you. People are so sweet. Let's never end this. Let's just have a 24 hour phone a thon. Okay. And you, I don't even have to listen. You just call. Okay. Let's talk to Suzanne. Hi, Mark. It's so good to talk to you. Hi, Suzanne. The Sanchez are out today, aren't they? Yeah, we are. You have a lot of good advice for us. <laughs> Bless your heart. You have a birthday coming up in two days. You're a Sag sun. Your moon is in Libra, and you're a Scorpio rising. Let's go right after why you're calling, because you got some good things coming up. I'll save them for your question. Well, uh, I sure hope so, because my health kind of took a turn starting January 1st this year and a lot of changes in my life this year. So um, I have to sell my house and move and I don't know where I want to go. Wow. In a way, a lot of people might see that as exciting because you get a choice, no? Will you get a choice to move? I mean, like, um, no, you could it's a separation, and I have to sell my house. I love my house. I love where I am at, but I just don't know what I want to do when it does sell. Oh, gosh, that's not fun. But here's the thing. You, your chart is so beautiful. You have Venus right on your ascendant. You have Saturn just finished hitting that. So, you know, you're done with the big reconstruction. You're done with Saturn just squared your midheaven, which means a big battle. I mean, it is a, a big battle, and it's a, it's a thing about, like, what am I going to do? It is a choice feeling. But here's the beautiful part. Jupiter 
is in Leo. The, the top of your chart, what you're going to do with your life is in Leo. Jupiter hasn't hit that yet. It's going to hit it in March of 2015. And it's a time of incredible openings. I mean, because it not only hits your midheaven, it hits your Pluto. It brings you power. It brings you your heart's desire. It brings you all these things that you kind of suffered through during the Saturn square. Now, Saturn's going into Sag, but it doesn't hit your sun for almost two full years. And when it does hit your sun, you will know already that you're going to be a completely different person by then and that you'll be convicted because Saturn brings conviction. And so Saturn going into the fire signs, is so good for you because it's out of water. It got, it's no longer touching that rising sign. You already had your, your second Saturn return. You're done with all those changes. The, the separation, all that stuff was your rebirth. It was your choosing on a soul level. I don't want to do the second half of my life the way I did the first half. I want new choices. You're right. You're so right there. Oh my God. And you have so much time now to play and indulge. So you don't have to worry. I mean, you're a Sag, number one. I've said it a million times. You guys are lucky. The world guides you. I and, know. And, I know. I'm very lucky. See, I'm knocking wood for you. You're so adorable. Um, so Jupiter is your ruler, and Jupiter is about to, at the very highest point of your chart. I'm not worried about you one single iota because what I know is you just created a way to have your life reset. And now you're an adult. You get to do it with full consciousness. So who cares where it takes you? If you if you need to sell the house, it's because there's a more beautiful place waiting for you. That kind of thing. What I what I told the caller before you. And so here's what we're doing. We're getting Saturn out of Scorpio. We're getting all that heaviness out. And now it comes into Sag and you're going to be given choices. And you're going to be given choices that when you choose them will solidify you. This is a great time to be a Sag. And this is a great time to have Jupiter in fire. You're the, the house. I'm not worried at all about the house. You always end up creating an elaborate, unique, that's personal to you place. It's going to be delightful. I think the process of finding it is going to be fun for you. I don't think you're ever going to be worried. I don't think you have to worry about money. And I do think you get these surprise gifts of insight that just come through. So. Gosh, Suzanne, I'm excited for you. I can't wait for you to teach some of what you know about life because you just learned a whole bunch. You just got schooled in a lot of things. And I think you're going to oh, come back and bring so that much, to us. Mark. You're, you're wonderful. Everything you say is perfect. Oh, you're so sweet. Honey, I so believe in this. I'm so excited for you. I don't want you to ever feel alone about this. You're on a great journey. And your your health, your health is directly related to the feeling of being free. You watch what happens as the more and more you bring the feeling of being free in. It's ruled by Aries on the sixth house. I have the same placement. I know exactly what happens here. Does that help you? Okay, great. Yes, you helped me tremendously. Thank your health you is so going to improve the more you get out of this situation in your mind that feels like you're trapped. It's the feeling of being trapped. Yeah, I'm a very optimistic person, so I, I, I know. know things will get better. Yay, baby. I'm proud of you, Suzanne. You hang in there, and I'm wishing you the best holiday ever. And I hope you'll let us know if you end up landing on a beautiful place that you love. And if you didn't, what you ended up doing, because the story is going to be fun either way. Oh, thank you so much. I will. Thank Happy you, baby. Happy holidays, Mark. <laughs> thank you, honey. I feel you. Take care of yourself. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye now. You guys, we are... Almost out of time. I want to bring Kat on here in a minute, but I want to tell you before we do, we have a sale tomorrow to celebrate Hanukkah. And, and it's been so fun for me to learn these holidays because I, I, it's like I, you hear about them. You know, I have to tell you a joke. Somebody asked me if I would tell it. I've told you this before, but I got to tell you again. I'm a, I'm a Lebanese guy. I was raised in a Lebanese family and they had the ability to say, you know, like, <laughs> when you talk, you can make that sound. So as kids, we would make these prank calls. We'd call information, 411, and they go, information, and you'd say, could I have the number to Sam Mukhta? <laughs> and they go, who? And you say, Sam Mukhta. And they go, could you spell that, please? And it's like, S-A-M-M-U-T-A. <laughs> and we would die laughing, hang up on the operator. And so 
whenever I see Hanukkah, I remember my Jewish friend when I was little would say it's Hanukkah. And so I, but I had no trouble saying it. So we would just torture children, um, with that phrase and, and it was fun. But I've always had a, a sweet affection for the Jewish faith. And Hanukkah is one of those that, um, is very touching to me. So happy Hanukkah to those of you guys listening. I know it starts tomorrow, sundown, I believe. And then, um, but we are going to have a special over at One to Listen just to, to honor you and show our respect. Okay. I think we have Psychic Cat on the line. Hello, Mark, and hi, everyone. <laughs> you were going to go into hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's that like Mercury that. and Sag, that high degree. I'm like, whew. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so you're, you're, how do you deal as a Gemini with the oncoming darkest night of the year? I mean, <laughs> does it affect you? Do you notice? I don't think it's affecting me. Well, it is affecting me because it's affecting many people in my life. So I am definitely carrying uh, a ton of energy right now, let's say. I'm trying to calm everybody um, more what so than What are they than, doing? Are they People going crazy? What? what oh, it? yes. That, I, and even, you know, from starting with my children outside to uh, friends and family. And I'm, I'm always focused on, and I don't want to sound rude when I say this, but I'm always focused on my work and my doors are closed. And, you know, my, my, uh, my first thing is first, you know, I, I stay focused, you know that. And it's very challenging because I do want to help everyone. So, but, you know, you could tell they're a little snippy. And sure, you know, everybody's impatient right now. And I'm like, what? Why are they all taking it out on me? They know what I do. Like, generally, it's fine. They respect my boundaries. And But it's been uh, it's been interesting the last several days, you know. So it's, well, it's fun. I wonder how um, somebody that um, – I wonder how somebody told <laughs> people. Go ahead. I just got, I'm I bracing t- myself for no, this. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, I just got a text from somebody saying, I can't believe you told the Sam Mukta story. The what? I told a story of, of before you came on of a guy that we used to call information and and ask for Sam Mukta. Hi, Jeannie. I'm glad you're listening. Anyway, we'll tell tell you later. But as, as we get to the darkest time of the year, like, do you remember historically? Like, I think some people, they, they act out and I have noticed this too. We get edgy because I think there's a resistance to kind of going in. And, and feeling this sort of like it, oh, it's it's yeah. supposed to be sort of a depressed time. I mean, do yes. you find that with the people uh, around you? I do, and and it's interesting because uh, as you know, for myself, you know, from Thanksgiving forward, I've had many things, it, you know, look very different in my own personal life. So, and I decided to change. You know, I, I was one of you know staying in in the darkness for many many years too. I I, I really believe that. You know, the, like I think you and I had this conversation about I, I'm grieving some loss this year, so I didn't want to put up a tree. And all of a sudden, I come home to this miraculously surprising tree that my children put together while I was away, and 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 so that brought some light back into the home. You know, but I think people around me are really having a hard. You know, it's challenging, and I think we have pressure because of the holidays, and and we we are supposed to be doing something, or there are expectations where the rest of the year there are not, and then we want, you know, I I mean, even in love relationships, I'm seeing so much anxiety already, and like, is he, you know, is he going to get, you know, or is she going to, what should I get him? What? And it's it is it becomes a little bit anxious, and it is so funny that, or I or or it really isn't knowing how you are uh, as psychic as you are I just said to my assistant this morning before coming live I said it is like I am an anxiety uh, bank because I'm taking in everyone's anxiety so I said panic right right and I said I have to come to the you know I really worked hard at closing myself off and and grounding today and uh, and you know and because I think it's an irritation you know, it's it's irritating to people. They they get, but but I think it's time to. I hope I can work with as many as I can and slow people down a little bit to really sit still. And it's always easier said than done. So I don't say that without compassion and a heart. And you know, I'll go as deep as I can with with everyone. But it truly, it there truly is a noticeable difference. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, 
and I, I appreciate the whole like not wanting to get too emotional for the holidays. Um, but I, I want to encourage everybody listening. We're going to send Kat onto her own show. So don't hang up. She's going to address these things and, yes. and read for you. And, um, but I want to encourage people during the holiday and I'll be here next week with you live, um, to keep your feelings, um, Keep feeling those feelings. Don't be afraid of them. They're they're not scary. They seem scary to the mind, but when you go into a place of sadness, you feel it, and yes. and it just it it sort of moves. And so to everybody listening, you guys hang in there with your feelings. Follow Cat into the next show. I am just in love with you guys. I'm so glad we get to have one more show before uh, Christmas. And so this week, let's keep an eye on the solstice. Happy solstice to you all. Stay in touch with us. You know we're always here for you. This is Mark Husson signing off. This is the Mark Husson show cat have a great show thank you thank you thank you mark mm-hmm.